What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling. Before we begin, we want to make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We're at Dabbling Dribbling on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And that you are listening to us and you're subscribed to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify, Google Play, whatever's out there. We're pretty much there. So hit us up. What do we talk about today? We talked about a lot of things uh, in the first section. It was really only two topics, but we talked about them at length. Yes. And we talked about uh, the complicated legacy of Kobe Bryant as viewed by Lisa Leslie and Gail King. And the contra and like all of that that came from it. There's there's many facets to Kobe Bryant's legacy, and we talk about that. Yeah. And broad broadly speaking. Uh, what does this mean for any human being? Yeah, seriously. Your legacy. Yeah. What you're remembered for. Us yeah. as a society. Yeah. Where are we at now? Don't be a dick. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and. And then we talk about um, the... You brought up a very good story with parenting from two celebrity parents, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Yeah, and uh, about their beautiful daughter, Zaya. And you'll le- you'll learn more about that in the cast. What, what be, we talk about? I thought that was very fascinating. I'm glad we got an hour and a half out of that. Yeah, no, it was just like a. It was purely a like. It was great. It was stimuli I, for my brain. My yeah. electrons were firing. I love it. Neurons, it was great. Neurons and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, in the basketball section, we had an all-star game this past weekend. Hell yeah, it was great. It was we're wonderful. Wait, we're not going to have basketball until tomorrow, so we like we needed to talk about something. So We talked about all the celebrity uh, basketball stuff, the performances, honoring of Kobe's legacy, all of those good things. Chicago showed up Shot and City. showed out. We talked about updates in the NBA, things going on around the league, other teams, drama, mm-hmm. brewing in the Philadelphia 76ers locker room, maybe, potentially, yep. possibly. Possibly, maybe. Rumors. Yeah. Uh, and then just generally how much I love James Harden and the Houston Rockets. I need you to get out. You are, is your body possessed? What's going on with you? I don't know. So sometimes I just have this feeling of like <laughs> facial hair, brethren, and like, you know. We're I tied. get it. We're I tied. get it. But you know how much I don't like talking about it. But other than that, it was a great cast. Yeah. Um, so check out our dope people. It was a good cast all around. Check it out. We love ya. We'll see ya on the flip side. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. This is episode number 96, um, and we are excited to come here and talk to you all about whatever nonsense we want to talk about, but we always begin the cast with our LeBrons and our Darkos, our high, our LeBrons, and our lows, the Darkos. Um, we explain in a couple episodes what, what it means. It's just, you know, our high and our low of the week. Um, or the low and high, the Darko and our LeBron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, what's your Darko and your LeBron? Hmm. My, I don't have any Darkos this week. Okay. I don't have any Darkos. All right, live, sir. Most weeks. You know, you're right. We I... live a good life. We lived a charmed you know, life. I'm going to say two LeBrons instead. Okay, tell me. One LeBron mm-hmm. is I finally put a new screen protector on the front of my cell phone. It's the small things, folks. It's the s- <laughs> small wins. It's, it's You're only such been, an adult. It's been over a year that I've had a cracked screen protector. And nothing stopped me from putting it sure. on other than just like you know, I finding five minutes. You know I don't have a screen minutes. protector? 
You're just running around out here just willy-nilly. Yeah, I'm a... You just ass out, just I'm walking just around. Ass up, face down. I mean, oh, wait, what? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Sorry, I was thinking about that song. This is a um, family show. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, okay, um, so you you were an adult. New screen protector. I didn't realize how much joy it would bring me looking at the smoothness of this. I mean, it's quite smooth, sir. Uh, my other LeBron is that I finally can do an ollie. An ollie? For those that don't know, like Bri, skateboarding, oh my in gosh. skateboarding terms, uh-huh. an ollie is where you can pop the board off of the ground and get both wheels off at the same time. Front and back? Front and back. Oh, like you just like like Yes, that. you did the motion exactly. Okay, so like That's you exactly jump the up, motion. Up. And then you go back down. Yep, like a wave. Like a wave. Mm-hmm. Got it. I can finally do it's one. Ca- it's called an ollie. Ollie. I was behind. I can't. I can't skateboard for schnitt. Okay. So. Neither can I really. But in the back, you can do more than what the well, hell? Well, yeah. That no, this like, is more. I've, it's taken me four practice sessions in the alley behind my building to finally do this, and I turned on Lupe Fiasco's "Friend of the People." Absolutely. And I just put that on for like. I, I don't know, an hour I was out there, just like, come on, you can do this. Come on. Punk. Come on. <laughs> do it. Ollie. And I, I did it. So I was good. Ooh. I have, I forgot all about my Valentine's Day. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. I, okay. I'll talk about film for just one minute. Yeah. Did you see the photograph? I have not. Did you see Uncut Gems? No. That's fine. My... Darko is the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> My LeBron is uncut gems. And then when you see it, I'd I, love to hear your. Yeah, opinions. I would love to. I actually want to see them both, so it'll Yikes. be it'll be part of it. But your Valentine's was nice. Yeah, it was lovely. How was yours? Uh, my Valentine's was lovely as well. Okay. And your LeBron and Darko. Oh, uh, my Darko. I have some like medical stuff I have to like like deal with. Because uh, I'm getting older and my body's like, hey, I'm going to break down a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, cool, thanks for uh, the notice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's annoying. That's your Darko. That's my Darko. Yeah. Sorry you're going through that. Yeah, but it's okay. Like, there's solutions. You know, like, there's mm-hmm. there's uh, light at the end of the tunnel. There's, you know, the horizon is near. I'm not, like, worried. It's just annoying. It's frustrating. It's affecting other aspects of my life mentally and emotionally Yeah. Uh, based on what's going on physically. Yeah. Some that I have control over, but most of it I don't, (laughs) you know? Um, So it's like, oh, I want the genetic lottery here, man. Just killing the game. Killing the game here. That's my Darko. Uh, But my LeBron, um, I, while my Darko sucks, I feel like I've had this just new perspective on life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not in like again I'm totally I'm fine folks like dealing with something I'm not like dying or you know in like dire need of any like particular um, medical attention like I'm okay we have there's things happening but like Bri has cooties I have cooties I mean we've known about this I mean you have cooties too because you spend quite a bit of time with me so Mm, do I that's true do I have cooties I mean you might have a little bit of cooties just a little bit I always wear gloves when we hang out (laughs) Why are you always wearing gloves, weirdo? Um, no, so the so I think my LeBron is just really this new perspective I'm having about life, where I'm just I'm just looking at 
things more in a half full perspective. Like mm. I'm consciously looking at things in a half full perspective, especially mm. when I have like those dark moments where I'm like in my head and I'm like, mm, I hate, I hate myself. I don't like this. I yeah. don't like the situation. I don't, whatever it may be. So I'm just really consciously outwardly in with words, writing it down, saying to myself consciously being like, I appreciate this or like this difficult thing I'm dealing with is only going to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. So just little things like that, that I'm, I've, I've been really consciously doing it for the past like two weeks now. Mm. And it's really given like a perspective shift for me, which has been good. You're a very resilient person. Oh, thank you. You don't think that of yourself? Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yes, I'm a as long as I've known you. Um, yes, I'm a. I think like I overthink situations in my life and think and 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 I'm and I'm very hard on myself. Mm. And so while it seems like resiliency to others, I still feel as though I could have done better, or I could, you know, like I could have could have pushed the envelope or whatever. But like, if I practically look at my life, it's like yeah girl you you resilient like you you kill that <laughs> you know yeah um think of all the people that you've overseen especially mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that you've positively influenced yeah this conversation know, is weird i know people who you've mentored yeah this is weird well all right take that feather in your cap yep tuck it in there that's weird sleep with that all right let's talk about something else (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know if you i I wish y'all can see me because my whole body just went is concaved into itself because i'm like i am feeling awkward i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) i i shared with uh you liked the enneagram right i did yeah i shared that link with several of my staff members Mm -hmm. some of them have done it Mm -hmm. they're like whoa yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very telling. Mm-hmm. For all those of you out there who haven't done the Enneagram. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Cause I was also like, do it in a relationship. If you're like in a relationship, do the love language, Enneagram, mm-hmm. like do all those things. It helps with like understanding each other. My girlfriend, mm-hmm. I don't think she'd mind me saying, is a seven, f- two, three. She's mm-hmm. a seven, two, and three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a great combination. Yeah, she's, uh, she's fantastic. I two, like her. Two, she's caring. Mm-hmm. Three, She's an achiever. Seven, she's an optimist. Hmm. If I could just boil it down into summation. Wait, three is an achiever? Mm-hmm. I'm a three. Yeah, I know. Huh? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're yeah, definitely a two and three. Yeah, that's... I don't know what your third one is. Uh, anyway, that's another, that's another day. <laughs> we, we listen to the listen ah. to the Enneagram episode that we do. <laughs> if you Come take on. the Enneagram, I am an eight, seven, and five. I have to like go through my... Hey, Kobe. <laughs> I think also uh, Kobe's death has probably influenced my my LeBron of like, huh, I want to be mm. cognizant of like how I show up in spaces and yeah. be um, thoughtful and I don't know, don't be a dick to yourself. Because like, or, yeah. like, it's one thing to be like, yo, don't be a mean person to other people. Like, don't be... Oh, no, I'm a 2-6. I'm a 2-6. Oh, okay. Two, I'm a 2-3 adjacent. Like, whatever the 2-3. Yeah. Like, I'm that. So I'm I'm a helper, but I yeah. also am an achiever. 
two, three adjacent. Where's the, which one's your highest? Two. Oh, do I? Okay, yeah. the two. And the six is like the third one. The second one. But like when I did the one that you sent oh. me, you know okay. how like there's oh, like okay. the two and uh-huh. then like you get two numbers. Like yeah. there's your list of like your mm-hmm. order, mm-hmm. but then there's like your two and then like your, like your one number and mm-hmm. then the number that's like two, was... some wing three. That's what it is. Two wing three. Okay. That's like a thing. So it's your top two. It's only your top two numbers. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, all right. The three that I had were very high. Mm-mm-mm. Very telling. Mm. The eight is the challenger. I'm so shocked by that. Said nobody. Contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm, I may. Can I tell you? I have asked this boy to watch if I may. Insecure almost every day of our lives together. F- it. And he won't do it. I and now you know because we took the enneagram that it's in my general nature to be to be uh, a to, dick. to yeah I'm not gonna do it if you tell me to do something I probably won't do it just because. Are you the type of person when your mom told you to clean your room you didn't do it because you were about to do it but your mom told you to do it you're like I'm not gonna do it forget it. I'm not gonna do it anymore. I would tell you from the perspective of me as a young person that I did clean my room, but my mother would tell you I did not clean it to the standard that one should. So you're a boy? As a boy, yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. And the seven is the optimist, so I'm an eight, seven, and the five is the analytical. Oh, God. I'm so oh, shocked. Oh, man. That All eight, of these things are so shocking that, to me. <laughs> that eight and that five together? Mm-hmm. God. You're annoying. Ask my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Just. I don't need to ask them. Uh, I love this. You're annoying. This guy. <laughs> so smart. Mr. Smarty Pants. Can't do anything without having a conversation. It's but like, I'm a seven, like, so everything's yo, on the up and up. Shut up. <laughs> just goes on. Just merrily picking debates. Just running around. Just like, you're guys, like, want to, great. You guys want to debate something? Ooh, that's interesting. Let's delve into that. Uh, anyway. Nerd. But uh, what are we talking about today? What's on the dabbling? On the dabbling section where we talk about kind of all things, it may seem like it's a heavy dribbling section because we're talking about basketball people. It does seem that way. But it's not. Okay. It's about other topics. Overarching themes. Right. So the first thing, um, so as we all know, um, Kobe Bryant passed away last month and um, our last episode was dedicated to him and his legacy and just... Just us processing it out loud together. Which I'm I really sorry, I squeaked a squeak toy while yeah, you were talking. Way to go! Your dog uh, is under the table, and I just felt like he was bored. Yeah, he he, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we talked about that, and so of course, so has like social media and reporters. And are you gonna st- are you gonna stop? Squeaking uh, that was an that? accident. I didn't know he had a squeak toy in his foot. That the toy has a foot that had a squeak in it. I didn't know there was a little thing in there. It's like of course it does well, I thought it was in the, the tummy I didn't know it was in the foot too it's all, it's all over I was just looking I wasn't looking for a fight <laughs> um, so most of the media is also talking about this as well um, you know people are saying their condolences and things of that nature but there's also the other side where people are talking about the rape allegation case that was uh, dismissed in 2003 2004 I believe um Mm-hmm. And people saying, well, he's a rapist. I don't really care to like, this is really, I have complicated feelings around this because sure. he's great, but he's also a rapist. Uh, people are like, well, he was, he essentially was exonerated because the case was dismissed. All of these different things. Right. Um, and 
so there's just like a, a spectrum of feelings about Kobe mm. that are all valid. I want to. I just want to put that out there. Bry thinks all of them are valid. Mm-hmm. You have feelings. Death does that to people. Yeah. You know, like you look at someone. There's people in my life that have died that I've been like, well, I wasn't really particularly close to them. Personally, I didn't even very much like them because they were not a nice person. We'll talk. But they were somebody's mm-hmm. child, somebody's sibling, somebody's right. friend, somebody's significant other. And that's sad. Yeah. Regardless of what they, I feel about them, that sucks still. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to mourn maybe the way that I would mourn if it was someone that I was really close to. But it is what it is, right? Right. Those two things can, like, it can be a sad thing and tragic. And also that person could have been a dick, right? Like, those two things can be a thing. Yes, and. Yes, and is a, it's a, it's a good improv skill and also a good mm-hmm. skill to have in life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Gail King, Oprah's friend and journalist of CBS Morning News, um, interviewed Lisa Leslie post-Kobe Bryant stuff. And... Um, I don't know what they were particularly talking about, like like what the whole interview was. I only saw about six minutes of the interview, but CBS Morning News put out a clip, Gail King talking to you know Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant, and the clip that they ran was like a minute clip of Gail asking Leslie, and those of you who don't know uh, Leslie, um, Lisa Leslie is a a very prominent WNBA retired WNBA player came up in the same time as Kobe Bryant for the LA sparks. Um, so they were LA basketball royalty together Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And they were really good friends, like really, really good friends because they kind of went through this like life together, this like very weird young NBA WNBA life together. Um, and they were stars in their own right. And so, Gail asked, like, you know, was asking a lot of questions about him particularly. And the one clip that they kept on running was Gail asking, like, you know, people say that his uh, his legacy is tarnished based on the the allegation of rape in Colorado. Um, do you feel like his legacy is tarnished? And Lisa goes, no, I don't think it is, essentially. And he's she's like, I've hung out with basketball players and... Um, Many of them will be like, hey, Lisa, go find this person, like, go tell that girl to come here and things like that. And, and Kobe was always a respectful person. He never made, I never saw him do anything disrespectful to women in a forceful manner, you know? Um, and Gail pushed and said, well, you wouldn't have seen it, you know? And Lisa's like, you're right. I, I couldn't have, but it's very hard for me to believe that he, that that night he was forceful or that he did something against the wishes of another person. Cause that's, that wasn't his character. That's not the person Lisa knew. So Gail as a reporter just like kind of questioned it back and that was it. And that was the clip. And so of course all of, uh, specifically black Twitter, black male Twitter specifically. Thanks. Went in on Gail. Specifically Snoop Dogg went in and threatened Gail and said, we'll come after you. And like called her a lot of names, Man, uh, like snake. respect the family. He like you know like he's not even buried yet. Like you're all of these different things, right? And of course, Gail goes about out and says, "Hey, I just want like I was told to not say anything, but I can't sit here quietly because 
I had no idea CBS was going to do this one little mm-hmm. clip of this much larger clip, a larger interview process. Like this, this interview was like, that thing was a snippet of like a bigger, it was clickbait. It was clickbait. Right. Um, and if you, right. and we, we re- listened to a little bit more of the interview. It was a robust, it was, he was, she was being a journalist about it, but people were literally going in on Gail, like boycotting Gail, F Gail, mm-hmm. like, I think it was like Kale and, uh, Okra and people were calling her Kale and Okra for Gail and Oprah. Cause yeah. even Oprah had to come in and be like, yo, Gail is not getting out of bed because of all the threats that she's getting from people based on her asking a journalistic question to one of Kobe's friends. And there's like this disrespect thing that people are feeling like, yo, it's Kobe's friend. Let her mourn. Why you gotta like have her defend Kobe and Kobe's legacy, which is what Lisa said too. Lisa said like, I feel like the media needs to be respectful. You had from 2003 to 2020, essentially to ask him these questions and you didn't. Or more scrutinizing. I mean, they, people did, and he has touched on it, but not in the way that people want to right now. But yeah, so people just went in on it, and I was just, I found that to be so interesting. Uh, this, like, notion of this, like, godlike superhero champion Kobe was a human and had this flawed, tarnished page or chapter in his book, and people don't know how to reconcile that. What do you think? I think everything you said makes sense. I I see where everybody's coming from. You see from. both sides? Both sides are correct? I see both sides. There's, there's right, blame there's 45. Blame on both sides. Gail <laughs> um, King is a horrible, nasty woman. And Snoop Dogg is a vile thing. Um, no, I think people are in their feelings for reasons that you, you know, I think described, packaged nicely. As I was hearing you describe all these things, like Gail being affected, you know, and as as, because it's her community coming at her, right? Mostly, right? There's other people too, but like big Kobe fans are coming at her. I can only empathize in my small world around how it feels to be misunderstood, sure, how it feels to be put on blast in a public space. And canceled, apparently. And canceled. Because that's, that's the culture we're in. And what I've known to be true throughout my personal experience and the experience of people I've watched and listened to, many podcasts I listen to of people who have been pseudo-canceled by social media, is that it's always temporary. And she said that. She's like, I know this will, like, people are told her not to say anything because, like, this will go away soon. It'll go away so soon. In relative terms. Right. Like, but a it month, feels a month, horrible in the moment. A month from now, we won't be talking about this. And she's just... I mean, a week from now, we'll be, we'll be done. I was being generous. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, I think it's sooner than later. I think people are so inundated with information being thrown at them from this pocket computer that all of us are carrying around with sure, us that yeah. no one gave us a user manual for. Yeah. People handed us the world. And, and told we just, us we could talk to everyone. And be super irresponsible yeah. with it. Yeah, oh my God. So now everyone has a an opinion, and many times those opinions are not well-formed. Yeah. And I think for Gail and many other people who asked that question of, 
are these complicated feelings I'm having about Kobe where you're asking me, do I dislike Kobe? I don't. Right. If anything, I might even like Kobe. Right. Did, do I like this thing he was accused of back in the day? No. Right. Was he found responsible for it? Unclear. Right. There was a settlement. And the person who accused Kobe of this never testified. And she, and she signed an NDA. Signed a non-disclosure agreement, so we'll never know. Right. So these feelings... Roxanne Gay wrote a piece on this as well. Right. She, and there's she, power and privilege there, too, right? Like, yeah. Kobe had money. He had lawyers. Mm-hmm. He had people that could bully this girl, too. Like, it, it could be cash. very true that she was bullied into not testifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly. And I think the, the whole idea of rape accusations mm-hmm. when we hear them i've evolved a lot on this point in the yeah. last like couple years mm-hmm. where i've known a few different instances of men accused of sexual assault in my own life like people around me that i'm either that i largely like in different capacities responsible for like yeah. a, like helping them on their their personal journey and stuff and they've come into my life in different ways and learning about the complexities of these situations where it's like he said she said or they said they said well i mean you have to also think historically I think a lot of people were coming at Gail of just like, you know how many black men have died because right. or lost their lives exactly. because someone falsely accused them. It, Emmett Till of course. allegedly looked at this white lady right. and the white lady later on te- in her deathbed said, actually, he never did that. Yeah, sure. And the man and the, and the kid is gone. Yeah. Well, you know? um, yeah, I, I just I don't have any opinions other than I understand why people are upset at the ideas and emotions that come with being f- forcefully for forcing yourself on someone sexually mm-hmm. as a dehumanizing thing. Right. And then I also look at the life of, frankly, like a world class wealthy athlete mm-hmm. who has temptations thrown at them all the time. There and is so much vagina. All the time. At all at all times. And those men who are out there performing at high levels day in and day out are on the road half the year. And they just want to de-stress. Whether we agree with it or not, if you want to get, get on your moral soapbox and say they shouldn't, they should be faithful to their partners, I don't disagree, but uh-huh. people do what they do. I look at how many athletes have been caught, male athletes mm-hmm. caught, in sex scandals and people that we know in the athlete world and professional sports who have had intermarital affairs but not been caught right from i think just you me living in new york city yeah and the people different that context we, have, we come we have yeah. uh inter- we're, we're not naming names that's that's not what this podcast is about we're not i was gonna save them for the next I, section I, hate you. <laughs> I have a list right here of everyone who's getting no, called but like, out we we've come across some people who have hung out or mm-hmm. were part of that circle of yeah. the sphere of influence that they have is that they've they're in those circles. And I will be absolutely clear. I know, and I don't think any any like reasonable person who was not born yesterday, I will say will agree with me that the media covers up 
most of these situations. Sure. There are things that media are aware of with athletes and extramarital affairs and sex and league offices who are aware of things that do not come to light because they cover that up for their brand. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think that that isn't the reality, Mm -hmm. you're you're kidding yourself. I feel for the reporters who people are maybe Gail and other people who are comp. People come at them for asking a question like this because this one got out. Like this story got out in 2003. Right. Everyone heard about it. But there's so many other instances involving athletes that don't come to life light because of the media keeping quiet. Because there's this kind of quid pro quo agreement that I'm going to keep reporting on you and you're going to give me good stories. And I'm not going to say anything about what you do with your personal life. Right. So I think yes and yeah. we we have a figure like Kobe who represented so much more to the world than just being able to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Like he meant a lot to me and so many other people. I did not like Kobe for the first, like, I don't know, as long as he was wearing number eight, I never liked Kobe. Yeah, that's when I did like him because I thought he was cute. He was. No, I, I definitely, I don't. I don't understand why people don't think Kobe was attractive. I think he was a good-looking man. No, he was definitely good-looking. Yeah. So he, he when he wore eight, I did not like him. When he switched to 24, my heart changed. Not because of the, the number change, just because he seemed to have evolved. And I think his number was indicative of that. Yeah. So. But I mean, I think of many of the athletes that I admire... On a well, now that I admire on a personal and professional level, they are people who have evolved. Like LeBron James, disliked him so hard for so much of his career. We know. And now I'm just like, yo, this like I would be devastated if there was a scandal with uh, him because I I just wouldn't know what. It's like if someone told me that Obama had a scandal, and I would say, you you shut your mouth, you know, like I I know my my whole world would have fallen apart. Obama. Like, if you told me that Barack cheated on Michelle, I'd cry. I'd I, cry. I, I would s- cry. I said that from the day before he got elected. That what? That he was going to have a scandal. That he wasn't? or That, that he, he was. I, I predicted that he would, and he did not. And Still I'm, doesn't. I'm, I got to give it to the man. Are you, were, you about to stop, were you about to speak like uh, I got. I got to hand it to him. <laughs> he, he, he's a man of his word. <laughs> and uh, integrity is strong. Yo, merch. And uh, hey, everybody, I I got to run in 2020, <laughs> and I need you at those polls. Yo, I want that man. Your, I want that man back. Your Obama has gotten only better and better. <laughs> it's just so impressive. I can see his face. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Fracking elections, man. But, 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 but. Just my final point, and this is veering off a little bit, but what I also observed from this thing where in a hetero situation where it's male, female, the male is the aggressor, typically. Typically, typically, yes. Not always. Typically, percentage-wise, more likely. And the woman is seen as vulnerable. Right. The power that a woman has in those situations can turn that table very quickly on the male depending on the culture we live in we're at a great time in society where women are heard more than they've ever been right but they're also scrutinized when they do come forward 
Well, for As, the for the situations where I'm thinking of men who've been in these situations accused of this, I'm thinking I'm I'm so mindful now mm-hmm. of what situations I find myself in mm-hmm. where it's just me and a woman. Because and that's what that's, that's that should have been happening for a long time in no, society, but yeah. like I mean, I think the way society treats someone like we were not okay. I'm going to float an idea here. Sure. I'm just saying this is a pos for the people listening. I'm not saying this did happen. I'm just saying what if this was one version, one possible mm-hmm. scenario, galaxy. Right. You know, uh, Kobe and his accuser, the complainant in that sexual assault case in Colorado. What if she did meet him at the hotel? Mm-hmm. He worked at the hotel. He invited her up to the room. They went to the room. Uh, she drank with him, ate with him, hung out. They're talking for like an hour. Mm-hmm. They start kissing. They have sex. Let's say she never said no. Let's say Kobe thinks all of that is consensual. Yeah. She comes away from that not feeling good. I can understand if that was any male in that situation. Sure. Why that might be confusing. Yeah. If she accused this male of this in public and it got out and people then label him a racist. Rapist. Sorry, I said racist. (laughs) (laughs) I hate black people, Kobe. (laughs) Kobe, you black. (laughs) Um, Rapist, thank you. Then that guy's credibility and livelihood is now really in question and in jeopardy. Not to say that the, the female in that situation is not hurt, but... Now, because of this misunderstanding, mm-hmm. both people are going to come away from this worse than they started yeah. in that situation. So the complexity of that now for me is as an adult now, I'm not, you know, 20 anymore. This was right. real simple for me when I was 20 right. and 25. Now that I get older, the murkiness of this. Oh, it's 100% it, murky. Like I feel for if Kobe... If Kobe, if that's what happened, what if, you right, what you stated, I would also look at it and be like, that doesn't seem like rape. It seems like it was consensual. But I also, but this is a what I find important about all of this is that at the end of the day, consent is talked about yeah. more now than it ever has been. When I was growing up, I, that wasn't even consent was just like a. Like a thing that you signed, you know, right. like it was like a, a liability. You're just consenting that mm-hmm. you're not taking any liability for this like thing that you're doing or whatever. Right. Like, you know, there wasn't anything more to it. But now we're talking about it more where like I feel like there's men in my life who have to think back like, did I do something that oh, was God. like, shit, did, was that was that interaction at that <clears throat> club or was that, you know, conversation or that thing that happened mm-hmm. with an ex-girlfriend of mine or, or an ex or a person that I was pursuing was that aggressive was that borderline rape was that right you know like yeah, these are like I think ge- about that too yeah. like genuine things that like people are thinking about that uh makes men feel uncomfortable because it it puts them on the defensive right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. okay did I do this like there's like immediate like guard is up like I'm ready to defend like no but she did this and then she did this and like like mm-hmm. she came she came to the hotel room what yep. else did she think was gonna happen like I'm gonna and, float it out there people sometimes get blackout drunk and don't remember shit 
they might say stuff and they might do stuff and they might seem completely conscious and then later 24 hours they don't remember that interaction even happening Mm -hmm. that is so scary that's why i never drank more than two drinks when i was in college i was just so afraid of that i feel like i just dropped a bomb (laughs) no but that's like a real real thing but that could also really mess up another person's life if you're like no you raped me yeah male or female Male could say that to a female, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I know a male who accused a female of that. I, me too. He got hard. Yeah. Was able to have sex. Biology. And then, right. And then later was like, no, it was not okay. Didn't agree with that. Wasn't even aware that was happening. That's why you can't consent when you're drunk. Dude. When you're the, blackout drunk, that means you're drunk. <laughs> so, the, so the level of awareness one must have in everyday society to go about. That's why I think it's unfair for us to one I think this guilty until proven innocent Mm -hmm. is problematic for our society sure just we are a culture where we just label people a crook or a a deviant and and especially in this world of cancel culture like that's like even more you got accused of something and you're gonna go through due process well you're guilty it's like what that's not how that works come on dude (laughs) so I, I think that's unfortunate and um but I also think that the, when we talk about these nuances of consent mm. and like blackouts and things where people are just not aware of their faculties, their human faculties and decision-making powers, who gets access to that kind of information? Yeah. You know, that's the elitist, educated yeah. group that has information thrown at them from whatever resources they have available. Yeah. If you are a high schooler co- or like... Co- some colleges you go to or places where you don't even go to college but you start working in the workforce where in the workforce is this a conversation right it's not it's not something that we give access to on a regular basis and if you do give this information to someone as early as high school right there's so many talking high- about high schoolers having sex what exactly i was gonna say because hi- the only because the only way to prevent a rape allegation from you for you is to not have sex and not talk to another female or gender that you are attracted to or whatever yeah and and there are people who do that who like practice abstinence or you know are celibate or whatever intentionally or unintentionally yeah intentionally or unintentionally but at the end of the day that's not like that's sex is a human thing it's a it's a natural human thing to do. If you if you're nasty like that, if you want to, <laughs> right? No pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, pe- people be doing things. Yeah, like <laughs> I was I I didn't bloom till 21. <laughs> throw that out there. Put that <laughs> out there for those young younger people listening who are like, I'm 20 and I'm still. Hey, me too, fam. That's <laughs> um, but it's like it's like sex is a natural thing and it's something that people desire. It's, it's it is a like an anim not I don't want to say animalistic, but it's it's like this natural thing that happens your body like for girls like for w- women identifying folks they are you know there's things that happen down your vagina that lubricates you just to be ready to have a penis enter you 
penis gets hard. Like this is like biology stuff Mom, that you. What's a penis? Well, I feel like you're talking know. to me about the birds and the bees. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a vagina, <laughs> and the penis goes inside it. What? And there's other places you can place penises too. Oh my god. <laughs> there's so many things. God. <laughs> but like, the, I think it first it comes down to I think a solving of this is talking about sex in a way that is sex positive and in in the nature of looking at it as a consensual thing and not a like i'm a guy i need sex and like i'm out here to find it you know um mary mother mary didn't give her consent did she uh she was the chosen one yeah but nobody asked her she didn't have sex to have Jesus. She that was a. Um... I don't know what's worse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Blasphemer. Um, no, but if if we can talk about sex in a sex positive way, um, and talk about it in a way that speaks to sex in a place of like consent like this is something that's a it, sex is a really beautiful thing it's a wonderful thing it's it's fun it's pleasurable it's all these wonderful things and as long as you do in the context of being having consent with the partner or partners that you are having sex with is important right some people will be like in the context of marriage is the only time sex is okay I'm like mm-hmm. okay that's one way of looking at it that's a practice there's also people that are just going to have sex so why don't 50 we t- shades like why don't we talk to students and young people about what sex is so that they're not finding crap on reddit and the internet yeah. that and go into like this deep dive hole of places like let's talk about bdsm let's talk about toys let's talk about mm-hmm. pleasuring yourself let's talk about all these different things so that when you're in a situation you could say no i don't want that or yes i do or actually we're going to stop this all together yeah and be confident in saying that you know and as much as like Kobe's whole situation I remember when all that was happening I was just like I really hope this isn't true because he's such an incredible basketball player and he had a lot of endorsements right and that could have all gone away McDonald's Sprite Adidas he had a bunch of companies who thought he was like a golden boy right and but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything if someone felt like their humanity was taken away of course and so like I, me saying all that doesn't not negate what happened to this what, what this woman believes will happen to her yeah you know, and just because she took a settlement to me doesn't mean that Kobe's exonerated. It just means well, she that's maybe her. OK, this is my way of closing this yeah. chapter of this. Nobody to this day that I know of knows who she is. No one knows who she is. No one. Um, sh- we have, it's, there's an NDA that we know of. There's a settlement, an undisclosed settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, we can't talk about people without talking about the multitudes and facets that they are. Yeah. You know, like I and like I saw I said this the last time we were on the cast, like when when I die, there's gonna be people that are gonna be really sad and mourning me and oh, just yeah, like really upset. Yeah. But there's also gonna be people that'd be like, I don't really care for this person. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. That doesn't negate what I meant to you, what I meant to other people. If I'm and still it, around in my old age, <laughs> I will punch those people in the oh, face sweet. with all my arthritic hands. <laughs> And your shoulder that's yeah, barely working. I get your ass over here. Ow. I appreciate you. But but you know what I'm saying? Like I and we've had this conversation when the Harvey Weinstein stuff was coming out where we even talked about like for me, if someone came to me and said, Alex did this thing that's really horrendous, Alex raped me, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be like, yo, this is very hard for me to believe because I know Alex. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Like, I wait, dude. I'm I'm with one woman now. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'm, um, God, all of this, me too, mm-hmm. Kobe, all this stuff gives me, I'm with you right now mm-hmm. in this room, in this space right now. Sure. And more in my life, I'm trying to be around people at times because I'm waiting for the day where right. someone says I was somewhere where I wasn't doing something I didn't do. Right. Oh my God. Absolutely. Oh my God. But, but, but that's the world we're living in. Like, I am always with people that I feel like I can trust outside of like work, right? Like work is like, I'm obligated to be there, but I trust the people I work with and things like that. Right. But like, I am always around, either around <laughs> people or people know where I'm at or you know, whatever. Right. But like, for like, very much like Lisa Leslie, for someone to be like, tell Lisa like, yo, Kobe did this thing. She was shocked by it. In the same way, if, if someone accused you of something, I'd be like, that is really, really hard for me to believe. It's inconsistent. It's inconsistent with the man that I know. Right. And so I look at it that way. Like, it doesn't mean that maybe you had an interaction with someone that was maybe a little sus, a little suspect. And, but, and so that's why I'm just like, I think it's important. Let me think. Yeah, go to ahead. To be cognizant. I think more and more have people need to be aware of like, I want to have sex with like explicit, like there's a, <laughs> there's an episode of the new girl. Mm-hmm where um, the main character, Zoe Deschanel's character, it's a flashback to her senior prom. And she's going to prom with this this nerdy guy. And she's, you know, she's this nerdy girl going to prom. And, you know, it's prom night, so they're going to have sex for the first time. Mm. It's very fancy. Um, they're at some, like, hotel, motel, or whatever. And literally, <laughs> like, I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder. Do you consent? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, just like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kiss you now. May I, do I have your permission? Yes, you have my permission. Like, they're literally saying, do you have my permission? Do you have my permission? Like, they both are saying that. And at one point, Zoe Deschanel was like, you have my permission. Just have sex sex with me (laughs) and then the guy's like i just want to say i feel very unsafe right now (laughs) it's a really good episode i like that while i don't think we need to go to that extreme of like every move needs to be like calculated and like do i have permission to touch you do i have permission to kiss you do i have permission like but i think there's a like Mm. but i think there is a sense of like i want to kiss you right now is that okay yes i'm not saying that to you right now i'm just as an example you, you met <laughs> no thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm good <laughs> i i say i i i think before the age of 21 mm-hmm. everybody and i'm not saying that because that's what i lost my virginity what i'm saying is i think you're the human brain for mostly men mm. that 13 to 21 period oh, you just want to you just want to touch everything and we're not good with our words <laughs> so like we I, any, any young man that I talk to, 13 to 22, I'm always like, you better ask every fucking inch of the way. You better, every yeah. step, every touch, you'd be like, can I touch you with my index, with my thumb, with my remember middle today, finger? Remember you liked you like moved me a little bit when uh, uh, we were at a meeting? Yeah, like you touched gently. Me. Was that... Go ahead. No, you didn't do anything bad. I was being dramatic. Yeah, no, I thought I you was, were, but I touched. You because, couldn't hurt my shoulder because I, I don't know my own strength. I like. Oh, you didn't hurt tap. me at all. Okay, yeah, good. you did not hurt me. At all. <laughs> it's totally very soft. Yeah. You're just like I was trying to be very gentle. It's been brought to my attention. Like you're stronger than you realize. I'm like, oh, okay. No, but you also have to think. I've been told that my whole life too. Like there are moments where I'll like move Wrigley, and and I'm like Wrigley's probably thinking, 
mom, Good relax. God. <laughs> oh, <God>. Relax, dude. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just, like, it's important, I think, to have a con, like, to be, like, yeah, there is a smoothness to just, like, reading a room and realizing, oh, she's into you, you're into her. When you kiss someone, and it's one thing to, like, kiss someone, re- you read the room wrong, and mm-hmm. then sh- they push you off. Right. And then you're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I did like I maybe I just read that wrong. That's cool. It's another thing. They push you off and you continue to try to pursue it. I'm I'm thinking mostly of the guys who are one either really. There's two types of guys who do that. Either you're very masculine, like hyper masculine. Mm-hmm. I was watching Mike Birbiglia mm-hmm. the other night, and he was talking. To, he looked into the crowd, and he goes, "Has anyone ever ever been arrested? Right. Raise your hands." Okay, you sir. Uh, what was your situation? He right. goes, I got arrested by a lady cop for filling up my uh, drink. For filling up my... For like, he... Exactly. He's like, drink? I was filling up my beer. Okay. I got arrested by a lady cop. He goes, okay. I don't like the way how you said lady cop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like that. What? <laughs> you know, ladies can be cops too. Um, anyway. They can. Uh, but this guy kept digging a ditch. So either like... That kind of sentiment of like I'm a man, she's a woman, so like I'm the stronger of the species right. or whatever. And then the she second doesn't know t- what she wants. Let me let me let me help her. Yeah. Once or, once she kisses me, she'll know. A real know? man. That's yeah. like that kind of thing. Or the second type are the people, who, the guys who are very uh, left brain. I'm talking about the STEM guys. Uh, a little nerdy. I'm talking about science, technology, engineering, and math, social skills. Not yeah. always, right. but sometimes. Not as smooth. Not as smooth. Okay. And that's because they're gifted in other areas. Sure. Of analytical. Again, this is like a huge generalization that we're making. And I'm owning it. Yeah. If anybody wants to come for me on this, no, hundred percent. I'm fine talking about that. (laughs) That's good. That's fine. More more discussion is great. But uh, I think when guys are uh, unaware or afraid or apprehensive or hesitant to talk to women, Mm -hmm. they they don't know how to. They use less verbal language, and women respond very well to verbal language we do we like words these are things that i mean I I've, I've i've told uh many people all you need to do to please me is pat my hair and tell me i'm pretty and spe- that, that means you're spending time with me so oh yeah love languages touch um, spending time well i think we've solved this i think so too part. i think we solved it all i i just i, I think kobe is a complicated oh. case on only, I I actually been thinking about what his detractions are besides. Oh, and I also want to say, male athletes have been accused of. Mm, 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 mm. Trying not to out athletes, but I feel like there are accusations that other athletes have made about other athletes that they pay off women. Uh, that they've slept with to keep their mouths shut. Sure. There are male athletes we know of who engage in intercourse with other men. Sure. This is also a thing. Yes. Um, very Spartan or whatever you like. It, I don't know if it's, you know, maybe people are sexually fluid. Maybe people are gay. Right. And they're closeted in their industry. Sure. Or maybe you just you feel like a Spartan and you want to wrestle. Like, mm. I don't care. Whatever right. you do is what you do. There's There are men who... Uh, date trans women trans men yep. like there's mm-hmm. or like have sex with yep um yeah those that's all and sometimes when those accusations come up it's like oh it's a dig at that person i'm just like okay so they like that cool i know like 
like cool it's not it's what fine. i like but that doesn't mean that it's, fine. it's like okay cool as long as it's consensual and no one's getting hurt right physically emotionally mentally without consent like as long as consent's there i'm okay with it yeah i guess what i'm saying is there's in i'm gonna put tiger woods in this conversation if tiger woods died mm-hmm. today yeah god forbid mm-hmm. what would people be saying Great golfer. Kobe. I didn't even think about Tiger during all of this. Great golfer. Cheated on his wife. Sex addict. Yep. Recovering sex addict. Yep. I think that's... I mean, I didn't really follow his story because I'm like... I was just like, yeah, golf seems cool, I guess. Like, I didn't really, you know, think about it that way. But yeah, you're right. I don't know, like, will people be talking about him? I think his, his will also be tarnished based on... On his personal life, but it's, it wasn't rape. Exactly. I was going to say, Kobe's is more complicated because it was an, a rape accusation. Right. It's not just cheating. Right. It's that. Um, In the same way, mm. like, Whitney's was tarnished, not because it was anything that, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't rape, but it was, she had a drug problem. Michael Jackson's death, lots of accusations of, you know, child rape. Um, well, that's the thing. Lots of accusations, whereas... Nothing I was think proven. Of, nothing was proven, but I, I think with Harvey Weinstein's, one one of them came forward, and then a bunch of them came forward. Right. With Kobe, it was just one. Well, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, like more. I'm not going to lie. came. When he dies, I'll be like, I'm sad for his family, but I'm not shedding a tear. Yeah, man. That was, and, that was and, a and repeated that's hard, of, yeah. And that's hard for me, because Bill Cosby was my TV dad. A lot up. of people felt that way. Me you know, too. and so like... There was a few TV dads I looked at. Family Matters, Carl Winslow. Right. And Dr. Huxtable. And Uncle Phil. And Uncle Phil. Oh, my God. And Uncle Phil. Right. Like, that, those, are, those were, like, my TV dads. So for, like, when, doctor, when, um, when Uncle Phil died, I mm-hmm. was so devastated and sad. Yeah. You know, like, that was, I was just like, my God. Wait, like, Uncle Phil died? I'm really sorry to say I that. I feel like, did I know that? Yeah, you knew that. I maybe forgot. I understand. Okay. I would forget too. I'm okay. But he like, lived a long, full life. Yeah, that's like the case. Carl Winslow, like love him yeah, yeah. from Family Matters. Chicago Cop, like it was a Chicago thing. It was cool. Bill Cosby, I'm not going to be sad. I'm I'm sad for what his life has become. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sad that like you use your power and privilege to um, attack and victimize a lot of people. Exactly, and I think that's the, that to me is sad. That's the your brilliance. I don't. That's your the largest fall to me. from grace that I oh, can think so, of. Yeah, and it's just like, not shedding a tear. And you look at Tiger's situation, and Tiger coming up to that podium and being like, "Listen, I cheated on my wife with a lot of people, and I have a sex addiction, and I'm gonna go work on that." Good for you. I was like, you know, if he dies. If mm-hmm. when, when he, he dies, dies yeah. many years from now, I hope we can look at what he's done on the golf course and off it in his personal life and say he had that one blip. Uh, our human brains are conditioned to remember the worst situations and hold on to those, but we yep. forget about all the good. Yeah. And that's where Kobe, Tiger, all these people are like complicated because 
this happened. It was either proven or not proven, settled, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we still kind of hold it against you in the in the culture of shame. We're, we don't we don't give people the space to be redeemed. We are a shame culture, and yeah, I gotta tell 100%. you, I gotta tell you, it's in, horrible. In the last year, mentally, I've had to do a lot of work to opt out of that. Oh, I, me too. I just feel honestly, it's toxic. I, I feel like I've done that because of you. Oh, thanks. I'm glad. And I, I think like I, I've been naturally trying to do it because I do feel like anybody can be redeemed. Yeah. Unless you're like a super duper monster. Hitler. Cosby. Cosby. Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. I like to me. I'm just like, your redemption is for you, not for me. Like, right. Like, that, right. Like you work right. on your stuff. Like, mm, I'm good. But when we talk about someone like Aziz, we're like, I read this. From right. their point of view, and I gotta say, I'm, I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad about yeah. this. And I think if we're trying to do something do you in see a situation, his stand up where he addresses it. No, he does a really good job. Of addressing I don't it. like Aziz's voice, so am I gonna <laughs> listen to this and be okay? Because I want to listen. It, he addresses it like very early on in his stand up. Okay. It's a Netflix stand up that he I'm has. I'm back. Is that what he says? No. Okay. <laughs> but I can't. I he just don't like he like talks about it. Um, as a person who, to me, based on what he said, mm-hmm. again, what he does with his life beyond this is what is going to be a testament to what he said. From what he said, it seems like he was he is coming from a place of a person who learned from his mistakes, recognize, yeah, I fucked up. I didn't. I did something not okay. And yeah. even though in that moment I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, I thought it was consensual. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, you know, because people think rape is like, I'm an aggressor yeah, and I'm beating no, the yeah. shit out of somebody. And yeah. they're saying, no, like, rape can be like, yo, I'm feeling uncomfortable and like, I'm, I'm giving you signals. I'm mm-hmm. saying to you no, mm-hmm. and you're still not really listening. Yeah, I guess you just take it back because there's there's been a few years that has passed since that article. But uh, I, I'm not saying that Aziz didn't do anything wrong. I'm saying his situation as written by the complainant. Mm-hmm. Uh, is something that falls pretty pretty common on the spectrum of what guys do, not excusing it as being okay. Yeah. I'm saying a lot of people in that position might also be confused yeah. and might also make that blunder, Yeah, not realizing. I will say, for lack of a better term, like some good guys out there mm-hmm. might make this blunder if they're not aware of the nuances of consent Yeah, as taught to us within the last, like, 10 to 15 years even less i would say i was being generous yeah, again i would say like in the, la- in the last five years which again <laughs> and is it's a, a good change thing. changing a ch- and evolving all the time and it's a good thing <laughs> right so you know he looked like a man that has learned from his mistakes since seems sincerely sorry for what he made this person feel based yeah. on his actions and he is trying to redeem himself mm-hmm. for what he did because he recognized it was messed up right and, and for me, I'm just like, I'll take like, what can I, what can I expect you to do to go back in time and not have it happen? I know. Unless we have a fuck a freaking um, time, time machine, machine. Where, or you go into the a quantum, time turner, a, a time turner, or go into the quantum realm like the Ant Man did to help save um, all of humanity uh, from Thanos. I don't um, again, these are I'm, all things. I'm sorry. What? These are all things. I'm sorry, what? I need you to freaking finish watching 
There, have you seen Infinity War? You've seen Infinity War. I saw Infinity War. Okay, there's also Endgame. You need to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. I, can you? Well, you don't know, spoil actually, it for me. I'm just saying, don't, <sighs> um, don't watch it. That means you'll watch it, right? So don't watch it. I'll watch it if I want to. <laughs> exactly. Don't watch it. Maybe I will. Okay. Fine. Be weird like that. I'm gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's. If we're like like you said, like for me, I've always been this realm of like there is there's always room for redemption. There's always room for a third chance. You know, you, like I feel like we give, don't even give people a first chance, you know. And so let's give people like Chance the Rapper says at least three chances. Come on now. Jesus. Let's be kind. Like there's. Yeah. It takes it takes. And it takes some effort for some people. Like mm-hmm. I recognize, for some people, it may they cannot forgive a Kobe, just yeah. based on the allegation, regardless of if it was proven or not, mm. because of their own personal like um, experiences and story and narrative behind rape and rape culture. I'm not. T- I'm not telling everyone to do exactly as I say. I'm just saying, show grace. Yeah. Look at things beyond yourself a little bit, and know that there's there's nuances and complications to there's three sides to every story there's yours and some some and some variety of the truth mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. non-binary i like that yep i yeah i think we're in a shame culture where people have a hard time forgiving themselves mm. and also are mean to themselves yeah and therefore make it hard for them to be open-hearted and kind and receptive and gr- have grace for other people because none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes mm-hmm. and there's misunderstandings every day. Myers Briggs has 16 different personality types. Yeah. We took an Enneagram that simplifies it down to nine. Right. And, and that's not even that simple. And that's not even that simple. <laughs> and and so how many person- personality types exist in the world is infinite. And so the idea that we all need to think one way mm-hmm. as a society and these agreed upon rules that some group of elitist aristocratic people made years ago for how our society should run knowing full well countries around the world operate differently based on state to state who you are where you are and our policies and laws have not always been right yeah interpretations of those things have always been a little messy and so we use those as the litmus for how people should feel guilty about stuff and I'm just at a point in my life, and I can see old people, like I can see old people on the street who give zero Fs about stuff because they're at the age where like they know they're going to die. And <laughs> they look back at all these decades and they're like, what was it for? You know, like, <laughs> who, did, who was I trying to impress? What did it matter? Yeah. And I'm just, I feel like this idea of people wanting other people to feel bad for making mistakes. Mm. Not heavy mistakes. I'm talking like minor mistakes. I'm not talking about rape. Um but just in general, I feel like I'm I'm going to opt out of this shame culture and be nice to myself so I can be nice to other people mm. and accept that I know I will make mistakes sometimes mm-hmm. and I can learn from those things and apologize and move on Yeah, and just not beat myself up about it. Speaking of, and very well said, sir, speaking of, you know, people having opinions on things and expecting all people to live um exactly the same way um can i just ask people uh, in general 
it's just a PSA uh, to mind their own goddamn business when Wait, it comes come to raising children. You said GD. Who are yeah. you talking about? Dwayne Wade came out um, on Ellen to share that his 12-year-old um, came to him and to Gabby Union, Gabrielle Union, stating, um, hey, I want to live my truth. Um and I would like for you to refer to me as she and her and uh, call me Zaya from now on uh, because I just want to live my truth because uh, I know I'm not gay. Like, I like boys, but I know I'm not gay because I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I am I identify as a, as, a, as a girl. And so Dwayne Wade, and we've, like, known about this, right? Like, there's been, like, this illusion of like why is why is his son wearing like nails and like why is why is he wearing makeup and heels like you know people have been like commenting about these things and Duane and Gabby have been like mind your business Mm -hmm. you know like we're gonna love our kid period keep it moving so he came on Ellen and stated like Zaya uh has come forward and identifies as a trans girl um and so many people have just been like yo this is amazing for two black parents to just love their kid period mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. um uh Dwayne was basically like right now we're her mouthpiece uh in this moment because she's a leader she's a leader in our family we are and, and Dwayne and Gabby are like calling on their friends who are trans females you know mm-hmm. the um oh my gosh I'm forgetting their names uh from Orange is a New Black Oh my goodness. Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Thank you. Uh, Janet Mock. Like all Mm. these, all these women who are trans women, um, to make sure that they are doing their best in raising their daughter, Mm. um, calling her by the right pronouns and the right name and like all of these things. So Dwayne's just like talking about this. Right. And of course he's saying this on Ellen, which is a very like great show to say something like this on. Mm -hmm. And people are just like, Many people, for the most part, were like, yo, that's that's amazing. That's awesome to see, especially like a black, like masculine athlete, right. like, you know, do this, um, doing this in the in the in the light in light of the fact that his jersey is going to be retired uh, in the Miami Heat game, I believe this week. Um, he has a documentary coming out. Apparently he has like some sort of rap album, like a rap song coming out. No. No, I, I'm not even kidding you. Oh, Dwayne, stop it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, oh, really, stop. A project. Uh, Dwayne Wade to release track title season ticket holder with Rick Ross this Friday. Anyway, whatever. So, like, Dwayne's That's like Miami, doing, okay. Like, yeah, like Dwayne's doing his thing, but he's also like, I just want you to know, like my daughter's killing it she's doing good things whatever but can i tell you the ignorance that is coming out in of this out of the world right now people are literally like uh uh, boosie from new orleans he's a rapper was like come on dway don't cut his dick off like don't do that this this child may like find a girl when he's 16 and like fall in love like don't do that man don't cut his dick off and i'm just like oh my god so many people don't know like this people just assume this is what's happening next right and they don't recognize like I, yes just fine. like just like there's so much to this before <laughs> that's okay that but okay yeah, fine yeah yeah, 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 um, yeah yeah yg who should not be talking was just like god made no mistakes but whatever let him live his truth oh. and it's just like 
uh, yeah, God didn't make mistakes, but let's, let's be real right now. Like, let's not put that as a caveat. Cause if God didn't make no mistakes, you will not be wearing makeup. You will not be wearing grills. You will not be correcting your teeth. If God didn't make no mistakes. So just shut up. Let's, let's keep it. You wouldn't have plastic surgery. You wouldn't be wearing clothes. If God made no mistakes, like just keep it, keep it moving. Um, so I just want to tell people, yo, the way Dwayne Wayne and Gabrielle Union raised their child has literally no effect on you and if you feel like it affects your family and your life i I, you need to give me part proof because i don't see it all right i just don't see it i love it i and i think i also love dwayne's new like earrings that he wears oh yo it's very michael michael jordan isn't it i love it the little little hoops that he's wearing little hoops with a lightning bolt on it or whatever i'm into it like flash yeah you're like very very wham (laughs) yeah he looks so good in his new wears i like dwayne way post post uh retirement i liked him before but i think he's got this pizzazz chicago's very own but uh the i my girlfriend was talking to me about a podcast recently on this american life Mm -hmm. episode where did you know russia was like trying to recruit a lot of black people to come to russia back in the 1930s probably to so they can have a basketball team there's this oh maybe (laughs) yeah that was right after oh okay yeah so the um there was a film uh-huh. by a Russian director back in the 1930s, and this storyteller on first um, on This American Life found the film, and he's so perplexed by it because it was depicting a woman in Russian culture uh-huh. who was on a stage or something, and then people are watching her and all this sort of stuff, and there's a guy who wanted to embarrass her for whatever reason in the sure. story, I don't know. He wanted to make a fool of her mm-hmm. in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so he found out that she had a black child. Uh. And so he brought the black child on stage and said, look, everyone, this woman has a black child. And everyone in the crowd was like, yeah, and? <laughs> and he's like, no, look, it's a black child mm-hmm. and this is her mother. And she's like, they're like, dude you're an idiot and they just <laughs> laughed at him and he looked like the fool right right so this director is looking back at this going how how did this guy make this film in the 1930s that was so anti-racist what the motivation was and then he did some digging and found that russia was like advertising russia as a nice place for black people to come mm. don't know why so the story is this black woman grew up in russia a separate woman, separate mm-hmm. story. Just like she lived in Russia, grew up there, moved to the United States at some point. She can speak Russian. She can speak English. Interacts with black culture. Mm-hmm. And on this interview, she's talking to the person who's doing the interview. And he's like black journalist in America. She's describing things that she would go through as a black woman in Russia. They were like great. Like her, her lover her russian lover would call her as a pet name my monkey hmm. she's like yeah you call me as monkey and of course the reporter's like horrified right because <laughs> no. like that could yeah. like so my great aunt used to call me monkey uh-huh. like like as, yeah. but like it was like endearing right but as a black person you're just like exactly and other things that happen like people people would make fun of her like in class as a kid or you know or when she found magazines from the United States when she was growing up. Like right. She got some magazines that featured black women on the covers and she would show her friends in Russia like, oh, look, these women on these covers look like me. And her friends would say, 
those are weird magazines, you know? Right. And so the reporter who's an African-American is saying, oh, so like racist and, you know, right. colonialistic. She, her rationale was, I understand why America has this race sure. problem, but growing up in Russia, it, people were ignorant. Like it's not. They weren't trying to be mean. They were just ignorant. To, they never seen. They had never seen yeah. it. They just didn't know how to deal with it. Right. And it's like you're asking people who have no familiarity with blackness mm-hmm. to then conceptualize it. And so they weren't racist. They were just ignorant to how right. to how to deal with this. Right. And so for the people out there who are not like the boosie or whoever yeah. who are like, don't cut his dick off. I'm like. You're right. You, just don't, you don't understand the first thing about what we're talking about. Right. So I'm not going to get angry at what you're saying. Right. But like, I, cause I know you're coming from a place of not trying to be harmful. You're coming from a place of like genuine concern. Like what is this going to mean for well, not just your child, but like his conception of children right. in the future. Well, Dwayne's wrecking his brain. Right. Um, and the thing is too, like Dwayne outright said that, um, that Zaya knew at the age of three, that she was a girl. That's what, yeah, Dwayne said that. He, yeah. he said he and Gabby noticed... Pretty early not, on. Yeah, it's a little different. Right. Our, our child is a little different than... Than our other son. What a gender norm would Right, say. whatever we want it, because gender is, you know... Yeah. Um, uh, what's gender is... A construct. Construct. Thank you. I'm like, it's, it's yeah, gender is like a construct. Biological sex is what we assign at birth. It's, cultu- it's culturally kind of constructed. Right. Um, and Dwayne said something like early on, and Gabby really helped him with this, was thinking he is the father is going to have to get with the program. Right. Because Zaya is not going to change who she is. She's right. living her truth. As the father, what kind of father do I want to be? show up or don't. Yeah. Right. And... Like, do you want, you want to show up or be that dad? He said, how do I educate myself on this? Right. So I can, you know, be there for Right, because it's one thing to be like, oh, I have a son who's gay. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, thankfully, lots of examples of that. It's interesting, yeah. Right? God. Oh, I have a daughter now? Like, my whole, like, my child's whole life I always thought was a son. Uh-huh. Now you're telling me I have a daughter and that my daughter likes boys. Wait, wait, let me remind. I just so I not it's not important, but just mm-hmm. so I'm can getting the right people in my mind, not conflated. Dwayne had two sons before. Gabby and he had a child. The newest child is not Zaya. Gabby and he have another child together. Zaya is from his previous yeah relationship from his from his like high school sweetheart or college sweetheart. Okay, right. Um, Zaire and Zaya. Okay, so right? just Zaire right now is in uh, high school. With LeBron's kid. Bronny. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. So it's and, y- and it's super cool that his brother, like her brother, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. did not mean to misgender. Um, and that's the thing. If you do misgender, apologize and correct and keep it moving. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Zaya's brother, Zaire, was like, I, you're, I will always love you. I, you know, like... You're you're my sibling, like like just was super supportive even mm-hmm. on social media. Are you okay there? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so like, which is great too. Another like basketball player, mm-hmm. you know, super athletic, will probably make it to the NBA. You know, like kind of person, being like, yeah, I have a trans sister, so mm-hmm. you know, not not anything to to him. Um, the 21st century is pretty wild, right? So like. It's. I think about it like 
some people have a lot a hard time believing that Zaya knew when she, when she was three that she was a girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I too, as like have like weird like I'm like I don't know how how does a three year old know that, but I'm just like I don't I barely remember what happened to me when I was like like yesterday. <laughs> so like how do I remember something that I was three? But then I'm thinking. I never had to live in a body that I didn't feel like was my own from the jump. Yeah. So maybe that's something that, like, just because it's not my reality and my truth doesn't mean it's not a reality and a truth. Yeah. You know? I look and at- that's something that I've been, like, trying to explain to people when they give me, like, how did, how did she know when she was three? I'm like, how does she not? Yeah, there's a culture in other countries where people are trans, and it's pretty accepted. Like, in Thailand and in India, there's... Mm-hmm. The- called like quote-unquote lady boys yeah because yeah in philippines and in Mm -hmm. south india that's like a big yeah and i just think it's so interesting having when i was first exposed to those cultures where people are just okay with people being whatever gender they want yeah i was like how are we a quote-unquote first world developed nation most of of those countries are considered third world and poor right (laughs) just so people know and they're just like your sexuality is whatever you want yeah or no one's in your business about that yeah we're like we have highways byways roads and digital technology (laughs) how are we still prudish about this thing you know i I never understood that dichotomy i just i was texting somebody and what you said was like uh quote texted love you more no like read this (laughs) read that it's like what you said because it hurt you you. just like put it oh i accidentally pressed the like uh, yeah just send that to him yeah no (laughs) just send all that (laughs) that um, lady boy as we talk about yeah no i think it's great Dwayne and gabby are uh, excellent parents it seems excellent parents more people take a, a page out of their book and a page out of their family. Like, and also, like, you know, so many people have thoughts about uh, mar- gay marriage or what I like to call just marriage equality. It's just, mm-hmm. just, just marriage. Um, abortion, like, uh, as far as uh, women's right to choose. Um, recently, there was a, a legislation in Oklahoma. Was it or Alabama? Somewhere. Where someone said uh, anyone with over the age of 50 needs to have a vasectomy. And that after you have a certain number of children, you should also have a vasectomy. Um, it was a Democratic person that did it because if you're going to police a woman's, uh, you know, ovaries, uh, might as well police uh, right. your sperm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's hilarious how many people have been like, whoa, big government trying to get into, you know, Ted Cruz and everyone is having a lot of feelings. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> think about what you're saying think about what you're saying <laughs> um I, anyway i i the, you made me i this is separate from this i yes, was thinking about du- i was thinking about Dwayne wade's like flaws as a person sure i just want to point out somewhat of an inconsistency with our first conversation we had sure. related to kobe no no just i'm just gonna say as a male celebrity athlete mm-hmm or a celebrity in general, maybe. Um, some guys probably think, like, if I'm famous but not as famous, people won't come for me as hard. Mm. Kobe had uh, a scandal. Mm-hmm. And now he's complicated in our history. Sure. Kobe, I'm sure, thought of other people who have played in the game, mm-hmm. who have had misdeeds extramarital affairs 
Yes, plus mm-hmm. plus maybe more. Mm-hmm. That are the twelfth man on the bench, or not really in the limelight. Okay. And he's probably thinking like, because I'm Kobe. This is now debatably yeah. on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. This is why people care. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we can name five guys in the league at the same year who did something similar, but no one's talking about them. Mm. So I just want to point out that, like, as much as we... Are you accusing Dwayne Wade of that? No, I'm not saying he raped anybody. Okay. <clears throat> we all know that he's had extramarital affairs. Yes. With Gabby. And then when he had a break with Gabby, he got another girl pregnant. Yes, correct. Okay. We're talking about that. I didn't say that. You said that. But I thought yeah, about that's it. Yeah, just, that's just public. Public knowledge. knowledge. So if, if he passed today... Would he be known as a cheater? I mean... Right. Yeah, I mean, he's a cheater. He cheated. Okay. But he didn't but, rape anybody. But I'm sure yes, he didn't allegedly no, yep. rape anybody. And no one's saying he did. But yeah. I just say there are people. I literally in was this like, world. "Do you know something? I don't know." No, Do no, no, no. I'm just. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cast shade on Dwayne during a moment of his like no, I mean, celebration. He but is. It, a, he is a person that is that is a human and mm-hmm. made some mistakes. Okay. And did things that probably I wouldn't do, but that doesn't negate the fact that he's a good parent. Yeah. 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 Because that happened at one point in his mm-hmm. life. If he's still doing it, okay, that sucks. And mm-hmm. Gabby has to deal with that. But what, what I think we're talking is, about his parenting right now. Yeah. But I just wonder about people like Tiger Woods and these people who are like really high profile. Mm-hmm. We look at them and we're like, oh, shame. Shame on them. But I would say also there's people who pass who we just don't find out about their stuff. Yeah. And because we're, it's like if a tree falls in the forest. Right. The, pe- the people around it knows, but not necessarily everybody. For so, yeah, we don't. It's it's just kind of funny to me how we don't go looking for everyone's skeletons in their yeah. closet when they pass. We always say things like give them the flowers while they can still smell them. Yeah. Um, but there's people who, I would say every person who has passed in history who's over the age of let's stop right there every okay. person who has passed period well i'm just thinking of like very young like babies anyone who's oh, passed yeah. who has like a conscience and has had actions on this earth right has on at some level be it albeit small or large wronged somebody or hurt mm-hmm. someone's feelings which is why i said like we all will have people that will mourn us and be sad and then people who will just not care or yeah. feel one type of way or another about it. So I'm okay with everyone passing in uh, the history or in our lifetime, whoever we will come across who passes as we get older and people die uh, and new people are born. I'll think like, oh, there goes another spark. Like yeah. there goes another. And they're just electrons bouncing off of each other and yeah. energy waves. And like there goes another wave. Yeah. And it's just like. Here we uh. go. That's cool. Yeah. That was a lot of basketball for it, uh, for our, da- an, our dabbling section. Dabbling section if I think we talked about some cool things. Yeah. We talked about basketball very minimally. Just people in the basketball world. Yeah. I'm going to stick to that. I agree. It's good. <laughs> That's all good. All right. Let us talk about some ball. folks it is time to talk about some ball this is our dribbling section where we talk about all things basketball specifically nba basketball so we can't really do this basketball section without talking about what happened this past weekend which was the nba all-star game 2020 2020 
done right by my hometown, my city, Chicago, Chi-Town. We brought it. Homecoming. Yo, it was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. That Coldplay Homecoming song? Yes. That's what I thought of. Yep. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, there was a lot of there was a little bit of controversy with the All-Star Games, specifically for the dunk contest. Oh, do we want to go through the Saturday and Sunday? Uh... Yeah, I specifically just want to talk about the dunk contest. I don't really well, care about everything else. We should say the three who point, won? the three point contest was won by um... I forget who. Oof. This is oh this, Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed. Oh, yes, uh, the yes, Sacramento yes. Kings. Yes, Congratulations, yes, 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 yes. Sacramento Kings. Good you job, had good job, good job. Some representation at the All Star game. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Um, and the skills competition was won by Adebayo. Yes. Of the Miami Heat. Yes, yes, yes. And the dunk competition Ooh. was won by, uh, what is his first name? But I know it's Jones Jr. Is it, um, hold on, hold on. Jones Jr. went up against Aaron Gordon. There's other, there's other people too, but specifically Aaron Gordon got robbed. Well... We'll talk about that. So Aaron Gordon won in 2016. 17. Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. Of the Miami Heat. Miami Vice. Aaron Gordon won three years ago. He did not. He's never... He's won one. Nope. What? Aaron Gordon won one. Nope. He's... Wait a second. I'm about to get more upset than I realized. Uh, Aaron Gordon has... So in 2016... You're gonna be, are you gonna be okay? I'm gonna tell you. You better not say what I think you're gonna say. He went up against uh, Zach Levine at the time. Zach was Minnesota Timberwolves. Min- a Timberwolves player. He's now a Bulls player, Chicago Bulls player, and it was came down between Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Right. The light skins, two light skin dudes, tall light skin dudes doing their thing. Yeah, mocha lattes. Mocha lattes. More latte than mocha Heavy on the whip. M- heavy on the white. <laughs> I'm sorry. The white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and honestly, they both did very well. I personally thought Aaron Gordon did better, but Zach won by, I believe, a point. Zach was high flying and very good, too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Zach won. It's arguable to say that they both should have won. Like, they should have been tied and, like, they yeah. both should have gotten it because of how good it was. Mm-hmm. Zach's was pretty, like, not very showman-y, right. whereas, like, Aaron Gordon's was. Yeah. But still, both was very good. Sure. This time, so that was three years ago, so that's why when he was in doing his press conference, he was like, I feel like I should have had two trophies. Because he's I currently... I thought at- he won one. No. Yeah, okay, so... He has zero trophies. And then he's done the dunk competition four times. Oh, really? I believe so. Can we Google that and make I'll sure? I'll Google it. You keep let's, going. Let's you talk about keep on this going. dunk competition. So this dunk competition, there were four players. Uh, Dwight Howard was one of them. It was fine. He had a, a, a cute tribute to Kobe, um, which Kobe was supposed to help him with. Um, but obviously, Kobe died, so he was able to still honor him. Because um, um, Dwight Howard, a long time ago, won the dunk contest back in the day. Some white kid... Uh, did it it was really good he got tens for him he he dressed as um the white man can't jump 
character. That was funny. That, I thought the Woody, the Woody, the Woody Harrelson, Harrelson yeah. character. And then it was between Derek Jones and um, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon showed up. He showed up, showed out. He was killing it. He was jumping over Chance the Rapper. Uh, what's that guy's name? The tallest NBA player? Um, um, that was his last Taco. stop. Taco. Taco Ball? Fall, Taco Falls. Taco Falls, thank you. Mm-hmm. Who's like 7'5 or something like that? Like he's. 7'5, yeah. Yeah, he is huge. Um, that was his last dunk, but he was dunking over Chance. He did a lot of like. 360 things he like did like he did a lot of those things like it was it was fun whatever Derek Jones also did really technically high dunks which was really cool and but it was very like under the like he would pass the ball under his leg and then dunk mm-hmm. for all the things that he did it's pretty athletic yeah it's super athletic very cool but at one point they were tied and it all came down to the last dunk for the both of them. So uh, so the judges were Candace Parker, uh, T'Challa, T'Challa, Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, Chadwick, Bo- Chadwick Boseman, Boseman. Uh-huh. Scotty Pippen, Scottie Pippen uh, Common, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Wade. Those were the five judges. For the most part, they were getting tens like all around, except for their last dunk. Um, Derek Jones got three tens and two two nines. Right. Okay. Candace Parker and Chadwick gave him nines. Right. Cool. The understanding, according to the judges, mm-hmm. was that okay, we're gonna give the same score to Aaron Gordon because it's like they both are like killing it out there. They're going wild. They're doing whatever. Yeah. There must have been some miscommunication because I don't think what there was. I don't think there was either. <laughs> because was. because the score comes up after Aaron Gordon jumps over Taco. Yeah. 7 foot 5, like actually clears him. Yeah. Clears and the only thing he hit was his hand because Taco put his hand up. Right. Like that was the only thing that it was. Sure. That well, he had his hands up cuz he had the ball. Right. He had the ball but then he also like yeah. went up like this for whatever. It was nah, weird. He, I don't blame Taco. No, 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 I don't blame Taco either. I'm just saying like if people are going like oh he didn't clear him like no, no, no he did. It just the Taco just whatever. No big deal. He was hunching with poor posture, but okay. But I mean as as you think someone's going to someone's charging at you. I understand. Fine. Whatever. Um You look good in those Beetlejuice pants. I, I was going to say that is uh Safa was fly. Um Dunks it. The score goes Dwayne 9, Common 10, Candace 9, Chadwick 9, Pippin 10. That means Aaron Gordon lost by one point mm-hmm. because one of the nines shouldn't have been a nine. Right. And the way that Common looked at Dwayne Wade yeah. when he saw the score of like, yeah. yo, you were not supposed to do that. And the way Dwayne just like took his little headpiece off yeah. with the mic, I was like, yo, Dwayne, you wanted your Miami dude to win. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, people coming at my my daughter on Twitter. I ain't got <laughs> time for these games. I'm ruining some people's day. Uh, oh, that was funny. And he's, he's uh, that we should say, the people who are judging the dunk contest were people who have an affiliation with Chicago. All of them. Yeah. Every single was, one. Yeah. I just thought that was great that he was like, yeah, I'm taking home from Miami. There's two 
competitors Orlando and Miami represented. It was a Florida dunk competition. 100%. And he said, "We're going. I mean, if it's going to be Florida, it's damn well going to be in Miami. Miami. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon, at least, I can't find a confirmation on four. I think he did the dunk competition four times, but I know from Google he did it at least three times. Okay. Now, the other things that come up when you Google how many times has Aaron Gordon done the dunk competition mm-hmm. are... How many times has Aaron Gordon been in dunk contest? Has Aaron Gordon won the dunk ca- contest? Did Aaron Gordon get robbed? Has a white man ever won the dunk competition? <laughs> has a white man ever won the dunk competition? These are the other things. <laughs> I actually don't know if that's the answer to that. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I thought that was fun because then there was a lot of memes of like, yo, someone arrest the NBA. Aaron, Aaron Gordon got robbed. Um, which I think he did because I thought him jumping over Taco was easily 10 10 all around in my eyes but whatever i think it's great that we care about the dunk competition anymore yep i feel like i cared more about this all-star game than i ever have thanks chris paul because what the format of the of the game oh, is different yeah, 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 yeah you just looked at me like brian what'd you just say i mean i know he did good but oh right he's the president of the players association yes 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 okay tell tell the people about the format again so the format so there's they're playing for charity this is just a fun game um and the format is for the first three quarters the the team that wins the the quarter uh the 15 minute quarter gets um a hundred thousand dollars to the charity of the of the of that player's choice so lebron's uh lebron's team had a had a um charity and so did Giannis's team Mm -hmm. and so it ended up being one-to-one so like the first quarter lebron's team won the second quarter um Giannis's team won the third quarter was tied so at every quarter the, the 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 score resets yeah. So you can see who wins each quarter. Um, but the to- total amount is still, the total of all the quarters are still tallied because at the end of the day, they look at the highest score of the of that and add 24 in honor of Kobe. And fourth quarter, it's not timed. And whoever mm-hmm. gets to that target score of the highest score plus 24 mm-hmm. wins the game. So it's basically they play 21 in the fourth quarter. 21 the old playground basketball playground game. basketball game yeah and it felt like that it especially really like the fourth quarter it's, it was every it was so intense. playground basketball game i've ever played oh people were arguing like i've never seen anybody argue in an all-star people game, get ever. legitimately upset yeah people were upset they're like no i didn't follow them like right literally they won by a free throw yeah a free throw which my dad was upset because he said you should never end a game on a free throw I'm not lying. I, like, that I get it. Not, yeah. I get it. But they got to work that out next time. But it was really, I mean, if you've been on a, a court in, I've been on basketball courts in New York City and St. Louis where I've played playground basketball games. Mm-hmm. And there's about an 80% chance someone's going to get upset with someone's foul call. Right. And then they're going to hold the ball and stop play and say, no. You're wrong. I'm not giving you the ball. And the other team's like, dude, you fouled him. Give us the ball. And like, no, no. And that goes on for about 10 minutes. Right. And some guys go sit down like me who are like, all right, when y'all figure this out. Yeah, because I have things to do after this. Yeah, this is not this is not the be all end all of my day, right. my, my self-worth. Uh, and these other guys will be like, no, 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 shoot for it. Shoot for it. And then they'll shoot for it. And someone will say, ball don't lie. And they'll shoot and they'll miss it. And they'll say, that ball's a motherfucking liar. <laughs> So, 
Uh, Can I just say I miss I miss playground basketball? Yeah, purely for that reason. As soon as my shoulder heals, I'm going back out there. I'm torching some nets. But there's a uh, guys like I've never seen LeBron look so upset uh, as when they did that fourth quarter. Oh, he he was head about everything. Every he, call, super tight. I've decided I'm no longer going to vote for James Harden in the starting lineup. For this First of all, award. I've been telling you, you dumb dumb, don't ever listen if, to me. The question, <laughs> the question has shifted for me. The question is typically, which, which, which player has deserved at this point in this mark of the year to be in the starting five for their conference. Right of all stars, who and James Harden leads the league in points, not by a little bit. He averages thirty-five points a game. The last person to do that was Kobe in two thousand four. Okay, maybe five. Um, so I put him in my starting lineup. When now the question shifts to me: Who do I think is going to have a better All-Star game and be more entertaining? James Harden, when he plays in the All-Star games. Does not show up. Does not shoot very Who's well. Who's James Harden? <laughs> because all the alphas on the court are visibly tired of his style of play because he only has two moves. Who are you talking about? Okay. And so they lock him down on defense, and they made it real hard for him to score. And essentially what I saw Giannis doing and his team were saying – these other guys in the league you play night in and night out may not be able to guard you, but you're dealing with the best of the best right now. Right. Kemba, Giannis. Yeah. These people. We have watched film on you. We know how to stop you. This is not hard. And if you get past one of us, you're going to have somebody else behind you. They made it real hard on James Harden to get anything off. And what I noticed, and I looked this up a few days before the All-Star game, because I was just wondering, I was looking at LeBron James's stats. Right. And I was looking at his points, rebounds, assists, and steals, shooting percentage, free throws, all that. I looked at his fouls. And I was like, I kind of want to look at LeBron's fouls. Sure. For whatever reason, I never look at that. LeBron averages like 1.3 fouls a game for his career. You can get a max of six in a game before you get ejected. We all know this. Yes. So he's very low on the fouls because LeBron... When he does play defense, moves his feet. And Harden does mm-hmm. not really play defense. He, I just looked at people's free throws. I just wanted, or their uh, fouls. I wanted to see. Harden averages three point something fouls a game. Yep, that's a lot. He doesn't move his feet. Yep. He's not very fast. Yep. And he's kind of lazy on defense. Yep. So to stop you from scoring, he might foul you. Can I just say, this is why I don't like watching him play. So, at the end, in that fourth quarter, I know LeBron took, we watched the draft. Yes. LeBron took James Harden begrudgingly. 100% he did. He didn't want him to play. He didn't want right. him. All right. And so, Le- so James Rightfully Harden, so. when he was in the fourth quarter, because typically in an all-star game, if you were the coach for your all-star team, you put your starting five back in for the close of the game because sure. that's who it the fans it- voted for. Exactly. James Harden, in your final minutes on an all-star game, will foul the opposing team as often as humanly possible and put them at the line and cost you in jeopardy. And he can't shoot because they won't let him shoot because they play defense on him. So James, and he had two free throws at 
He went to the oh, line. He missed both. He missed both. He <laughs> came back a little. I was like, "How are you going to miss both free throws?" And then he He's came like back. He's like eighty six percent. Eighty three. Or eighty three. I'm sorry. And it wasn't That's good enough. Throw. It wasn't good because because when he goes to an all star game, he gets a little scared. And historically, I'm saying this based on the numbers for the last four years, Mm -hmm. he underperforms in all-star games, even though he's leading the league in points and always says at the end of the year, I should have been the league MVP. I'm like, then why when you show up amongst your peers in an all-star game? That are arguably in your same level. They expose you so hard. Because you have one one hat trick, buddy. You need to get some more, like, game. You need to figure out something to do with some mid-range. But I don't want anyone to think I don't like James Harden. I went to Arizona State for work a year after he graduated, and everyone I talked to said only good things about James Harden as a person. I think he's a lovely person. I think his story is a great story. Sure. I like his family. I like him as a person. I like what he represented for the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was with them. I know he really wanted to stay there and build something with them. He even said they would have won championships if he yeah. didn't get traded. Houston, yeah. Houston traded for him and wanted him to be his best self and darn it if he has not done that. He sure. has built up his potential to something greater than what anyone would have thought. I'll, my only critique is that as a basketball player on you the are court, boring. you're not going to win a championship playing ISO ball, isolation ball, the way that you do, if you don't have a different repertoire, he it's it's not that he can't do other things with his game. He, won't. he refuses to do it because someone in that organization came to him and the rest of the team and said, Look at the numbers, look at the analytics. We can win if we take three point shots or layups. And if we get fouled, we go to the free throw line. I don't know why you think it's the front it's D'Antoni. Why, like, well, no, I think Daryl Morey oh, is okay. kind of the architect. Because, like, D'Antonio plays the ISO ball, like, that's his thing. He does it, but he had, like, a Steve Nash before. And he yeah, had, that's they true. Were, they were running gun. They were running, yeah, that's true. But, it, it, like, I think this, this, uh, D'Antoni. D'Antoni oh, is the coach of the Houston Rockets. Daryl Morey, the, the general manager, is saying, I ran the numbers, we need shooters. And, we need, and that's why the Rockets have now gone with this new small ball lineup. Have you seen that? They traded away Clint Capella. Yep. They're only big. Yep. They are, everyone on the court is 6'6 six, six or less. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Is different. Russell Westbrook averages, he is the seventh leading scorer in the NBA. I think it's his team. Do you think the Houston Rockets are Russell Westbrook's team? It's starting to look like it. Why do you, why, why do you say that? I just think he has more leadership ability than, than, uh. James than, than James Harden does. I don't disagree with you. I think it's interesting that Russ... I said came, what I said. Russ came down there and he said, let's go do this MMA fighting mm-hmm. workshop. So he took the Houston Rockets out to a workshop to get trained by some MMA fighters. So they got in the ring and did some boxing drills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys got tired, but they also have fun. That's right. what Russ was doing with his Oklahoma City team. Right. He's like, I thought it would be fun for the guys in Houston to do it. Right. I think it's his team. Yeah. Um, emotionally, it's his, it's his team. team. Yeah. But uh, overall, that's just how I feel about one player on LeBron's team. Overall, it was a fun w- game. What did you think about the players who played? Did anyone stand out to you? Kawhi, um, Kawhi won the new Kobe Bryant MVP award. Yeah, which uh, I thought was lovely. The man has such a claw. Like his, his hands, hands are huge. Are huge. Um, did you see what he did at the press conference? No. There was a Gatorade bottle on the table mm-hmm. at the press conference table. He gets to the press conference table. 
he's like not sponsored by Gatorade and puts it down and does his interview. He's not sponsored by Gatorade. He's like, yeah, we're like we're not sponsored by Gatorade and puts it down. Who's we- the like all of them? No, Kawhi. Kawhi is not sponsored. He's like, I'm not giving nobody no money. puts puts it down. He just did a boss ass move. Listen, the Kawhi, slow your roll, but but no, I'm not. not no, I, just, I am not I mad. I'm not mad, but I'm just like Kawhi. When, when Kawhi Let me tell you exactly what he said. When Kawhi comes with it, it's just so subtle. It comes out of nowhere. And you're like, there he, it is. This is what he says. Um, Kawhi really removed a Gatorade bottle off the interview table and mumbled, not sponsored by Gatorade. Like this, like I'm gonna show you he the video. He mumbles everything, which is he like, mumbles it, but the mic is right there. So right. if you see it. I'm, the audio is not on. He just like takes it. I'm gonna send this to you. But so he can... never smiles, and that's what makes it funny. Yeah, because he's like not sponsored by Gatorade, <laughs> and, and and he's saying this mumbling under his breath, and the mic is right there. He's like not sponsored by Gatorade, like just like that, as you barely heard me, and puts it down. I thought it was funny. I thought it was uh, funny. I think it's funny too. Thanks for showing me that. Yeah, I'll send it to you later. I just um, I, yeah I. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, I thought the game was good. I thought the remembrance for Kobe was very moving. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson, Chicago's very own, did a beautiful tribute. Um, Common did this amazing intro before the introduction of all the players. The game was super fun. I just, I just enjoyed seeing everybody play. I thought everyone who played like felt like they enjoyed themselves. It felt competitive, mm-hmm. um, and it was cool to see my city be lit up the way that it was. Mm-hmm. So I was I was happy overall. Kawhi did great. Um, I w- it was just nice to see. Uh, oh gosh, Devin Booker had a really big three at the end that I thought was really good. Yeah, I mean it was just a good game. It was a good game. I enjoyed it. Right. I've never usually All Star games. I'm like I'm watching it because I'm a basketball fan. I know it's just going to be like no one's really playing defense. They're just like mm-hmm. playing to play. Right. But this format, which was proposed to by Chris Paul yeah. um, and the Players Association, I thought was wonderful. I love that fourth quarter. I am living for that. Yeah. Going forward, I hope they keep that format. Yeah. I don't... You know who did really good? Chris Paul. Yes, he did. Chris Paul went in there and showed out. And Kyle Lowry just was apparently a punching bag and just kept going. Kyle Lowry, every listen, I really love Kyle Lowry. I Some think, people are annoyed by it, but I'm like, no, I love it. I think his his playfulness makes him that much more endearing and good for the Toronto Raptors. Kawhi left you after your championship year, and you guys are still second in the Eastern East. Yeah, and you put two All Stars on the team. Pascal Siakam, you're having a heck of a year, man. Yeah, Keep it up. continue to be the most improved. That's mm-hmm. great. So overall, I thought it was um, that was pretty dope. Yep. I don't know. I enjoy. I, um, the Kobe remembrances were pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought the Chicago themed intro they did, bringing in the different stars who've been in Chicago over the Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. um, Chance People, the Rapper. Oh yeah. People who like common, know, yeah, yeah, guys, people, men and women who've been in the city. From Candace either, Parker from Can- Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I noticed Kanye was not in it. Who's that? Kanye West. Never heard of him. Easy. Literally don't know who that is. All right. Well, he was important in the early two thousands. Okay, 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 okay. And he had some albums that really spoke to like a Chicago upbringing. Mm, mm, mm. And vaguely, vaguely familiar, vaguely familiar. Well, you've 
probably lost touch with him because since 2010, he's pretty much been um, in outer space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was at the game on the sidelines with his wife, yeah. Kimmy K. Yep. And uh, the, I'm glad look- he was there. I mean, he's he is a Chicago born and raised dude, um, but I promise you, none of us claim him. And I say that yeah. to his face. I want him to get help before I can yo, claim him again. Yo, so that's all I care about. This is a very morbid podcast, but on the theme of like, if people died tomorrow, what would we think mm-hmm. in their obituary? Kanye West, if he passed. I, I have some complicated feelings, and this All-Star game really brought that up for me, mm-hmm. watching all the Chicago and there thoroughfare. Was like, and, and that one, like, Chicago's son is Derrick Rose and Chance the Rapper. Anthony Davis is from there. Oh, yeah, Anthony Davis. I mean, but I'm, I'm saying, like, in the way that Chicago, like, loves, like, when you think of, like, artists, mm-hmm. Common and Chance is, like, what I, for me, is, like... Chicago. I also wanted Lupe Fiasco to get some play, but right. Like, but I mean, but Lupe hasn't been like on on scene on. in a little bit, yeah. you know. But because Lupe's great too. I love Lupe. Yeah. Um. But uh, th- yeah, I thought if you had asked me in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, 2000- oh, Barack was also part of that. Oh, that that who? thing. Barack, Mr. President, Barack Obama. Uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> this is dope. Basketball's great. Um. I think. That if you'd asked me in 2010 or five, which musical artist represents Chicago to Kanye the West. fullest? Kanye, Kanye West, 100%. Kanye. And now 2020, you'd be like, who? Who's, I mean, who's like, that? Is he? Oh, he must not. If you fast forward, talk to a 2010 me and say in 2020, Kanye West will still be making music. It'll be different. At a very high level, but he will. Chicago will not claim him. I'm like. How? This guy who's made four albums about how much he loves Chicago. Mm-hmm. Why would Chicago turn their back on him? Oh, because Kanye turned his back on everything. Including Chicago. Like common sense. Yeah. Wow. I hope he gets help. Maybe he is getting his help, and I'm and I'm be grateful, but I don't know, I'm just not a fan anymore. You said something when we talked about this during the game. You said people need to stop blaming the Kardashians. Yeah. Say more about that. I'm not saying I blame them, but I... I... No, I just think uh, oftentimes when a man is like... Like, okay, the Kardashian, like, system of, like, if we're thinking about basketball, the Kardashian system of, like, play in society, how they play society, how they work society, is a thing, right? This this mom made a sex tape into a multi-billion dollar empire, Talk about Chris Kardashian, the mother. Jenner. Yes. Chris Jenner. Yeah. Chris Kardashian. Okay. Yes. yes, 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 yes. So, you know, that's just like a like I can't bl- I can't be mad at her hustle. You you took a you took some lemons and made some real good lemonade margaritas out of it. <laughs> you know? Um I just think oftentimes we blame women for men's choices. I'm not saying that the Kardashians didn't influence some of those things, but they're not the holy ones to blame. Like, people make choices, and there are people that enable those choices. Do the Kardashians enable Kanye? Maybe they do. I don't know what's the day-to-day look like in their in their life, but let's stop blaming. Because we've talked about this before, like, oh, you know, the Kardashian curse. That's why Ben Simmons doesn't have a good sh- uh, jump shot, because he was dating a Jenner. 
that, that like, is a joke, yeah. That's a joke that people would say. And yeah. I'm just like, or he just has a shitty jump shot, because even when they stop dating, it's still pretty bad. He's lucky he has her with his broke jump <laughs> shot. <laughs> Dead ass. Um, so I just think that people like to like, oh, let's blame the girl. And I'm just like, mm, let's, like, sure, I'm sure there's influence of it, but let's not blame. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. Why? No, no, no. I, I always look, I need to be reminded. Because I feel like enabling is the right word. Yeah, I'm sure that they have enabled certain behaviors um, and things, but I don't know what their day to day like. What I see is like what whatever episode I may or may not catch of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but even that doesn't show. That's all produced by them. They curate that, so it's it is what they want it to be. It's not necessarily the truth. You've seen Get Out. Yes, I've seen Get Out. Yep. I definitely feel like he's in a get out situation, but I... He is in the sunken place. His own version of that, yeah. Yeah. In his own mental state, yeah. And I look at... But the moment that shifted was when he started dating them in a way that... Not like... He was was unhinged a bit when his mother passed. That was very tragic and traumatizing and very sad. He was grieving. But then he was off the radar for a minute. Mm -hmm. And he started dating Kim Kardashian. Right. And then he came on The Ellen Show. We hadn't seen him for a minute. Yeah. Comes on the Ellen show. Different. Looked like he had been lobotomized. Yeah. Looked like he had gone through a but full also, surgery. Grief does that. It doesn't change. It doesn't change your vernacular of how you speak. Um. He, it's like someone took a white brain and being very racial about this, put a white stereotypical ward cleaver type brain and put it into his body because if hmm. you listen to his first albums um, pretty pretty uh, just like sh- just shy town down and proud right and just super laxed slang vernacular and when you see his interviews it's consistent with that right and then you saw him on ellen he became incredibly cerebral whoa yeah it was like but you don't think that could just be like him developing as a person? Uh-uh. He's reading more. He's... New. Okay. Nope. That's what I just always assume. Like, New. people... Like, I feel like my vernacular has changed over the years. Not like that. I would love to watch the last interviews Kanye did before he was on Ellen. Mm-hmm. And then watch the Ellen interview again. I'd be down to spend 30 minutes doing this to just verify my perception of this. Because I think he genuinely came in contact with the Kardashians and they said, oh, we, Kim likes you. Oh, Kanye, hang around. This is great. If you are going to be in this family, here are the things you're going to need to do. Right. And I think they did some, for lack of a better term, etiquette work with him. Probably. Like some charm school situation. Oh, boy. And it was like a, it was kind of like a sunken place tutorial. So he's in a better place financially and I think security wise. I think for the rest of Chicago, they lost their son. Like, we, we lost our Chicago son. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not the same person anymore. Oi. Oi, oi, oi. But it's got to be hard to be in the public light. So I feel like anybody who faces scrutiny from anybody, if you're famous, mm-hmm. you're likely going to face scrutiny at some point. I would hate to have this many people talking about me. Yeah. It's not fun, but I'm sure I hope Kanye has a thick skin. Yeah. Can we talk about Ben Simmons for a minute? Sure. What do you think of all this beef people are putting out there about he and Joel Embiid not getting along on the Sixers? 
Um, Joelle posted about it recently where there was like a moment where uh, Ben like came and smacked him in the butt uh, while he was walking away. Mm hmm. And he's like, oh, this someone was about to catch hands, but I re- didn't realize it was my boy, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm Joel having beef with somebody. I'm so shocked. Said nobody. Okay. So you go put it on. If there is beef, you're saying it's on Joel. No, I just think it's Joel. Like Joel is a very animated, uh, speaks his mind kind of dude. Mm-hmm. So he may have a temporary or permanent beef with. With um, with Ben, but it doesn't seem to be like a, it, I didn't see it at the All Star games. Uh, and now the All Star game, I wonder. It seems like a, some sort of a locker room beef is what they're saying. <laughs> but to me, like I feel like that happens when you play yeah, in sports. Like there's competitive like, people on yeah, the team. Like you didn't pass me the ball, or like why'd you take that shot, or you know. Ben Ben's not someone trying to go for twenty at night. Ben's going for 15, 10, and 10. I was about to say, Ben, ben shoots? Yeah, he does. He's like, Ben. <laughs> he does ben, some layups, some dunks. Ben is fine averaging 10 or 15 points, but he'll get you 10 assists. Yeah. He'll get you 10 rebounds. He, he, likes, does, he does what he knows he's good at. Yeah, he can't shoot, but Joel Embiid said he, you know, he's a shooter. So Joel doesn't mind stretching the floor. He even said it on an interview. Joel said, you know, Ben's still working on his shots. So in the meantime, they need me to stay up. And shoot more threes to space out the floor, which I like shooting threes, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, I don't think I don't think it's anything that's an issue, but I will say I don't think the two of them can win a championship together. Why do you say that? I'm in that camp. Why do you say that? I Ben Simmons went eight for nine in the All Star game. Minimal defense, you know. No one's really playing mm-hmm. de- defense. He went eight for nine because he's close to the basket. But I watched his peers mm-hmm. give him a bit of a hard time. Mm. Just You could see it. Just pressuring him to shoot, poking at him a little bit. He can't even pull up a simple mid-range. Mm. He has to be so close to the basket that it's a dunk or a layup. Yeah. He won't even shoot a hook shot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your athleticism and your health, everything hinges on that. Yeah. So if you get hurt or you slow down, you will be ineffective Yep. for the rest of your career unless you figure out this jump shot. The mental block around that, I think um, Embiid is such a competitor we saw how emotional he was when mm-hmm. they lost last year yeah. in the seven game seven. Yeah. Embiid wants to win a championship. He sure does. If his star counterpart is good but refuses to even attempt a three. It's hard for them. I think Joel Embiid will continue to make that a problem for Ben. Yeah. He's frustrated. I would be frustrated. That's you're, what it's. You're a six foot eleven point guard, and you can't freaking do the one thing you're supposed to be able to do. Shoot, bro. Yeah. We watched you at practice. We've seen you shoot a three in a game. You're a thousand percent from three. <laughs> you shot one three and you made it in your whole so, career. So let's do it again. Why are you not shooting threes? It's confidence. I'm sure he, he needs to go see like a sports psychologist to to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But I think they're both great guys. I think they're both great athletes. And I'm sure Ben is very competitive too. But, man, you got to work through this. Yeah. So. I think I don't think they'll be on the same team in the next like two years. Yeah. They'll probably get traded. But for what it's worth, the All-Star game, they look like they were jiving just fine. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Anything game. else? Mm-hmm. Dwight and USA Basketball. Oh, yeah. I just heard that Dwight. Howard. Is considered for one of the positions. They're still in the talks of the big squad. They oh, have yeah. to wean down who they're going to take to the final. Yeah squad of mm-hmm. NBA players for USA Basketball, but Dwight Howard's name... Is Coach K coaching, or is it... Um, Popovich. Pop, right? Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. But Dwight Howard's name is in those conversations. Okay. Dwight Howard said when he found out, he thought it was a dream. Oh. He said... You know, he's he's doing better at the Lakers yeah. with, with LeBron, so he's, you know... He said, it, having been like 10 years since that time, yeah. it was nice to feel like I could still... like. He's, having a, he's kind of having a redemption tour from he his is. like dumb dumb dumbness. Yeah. And it's because I'll he's, take it. He's a rebounder, shot blocker, defender. Yep. We don't need you to score points. Yeah. We do what you, you to... do. We want you under the basket. Do what you got to do. He's being a good teammate. Yeah. And I think with... I think he's matured. He's got a good leader. He's got good leadership around him. Yeah. It's it's a good thing. I'm really happy to see Dwight like doing the dunk competition again, being considered for USA Basketball. And, it, and the dunk competition, he knew he wasn't going to win, but he was just he had fun with it. Yeah. And, he, and you saw that. In, so, he's always cool. on the sideline cheering his teammates. 100%. His, the guy who starts, Dwight comes off the bench now. Yeah. And Anthony Davis starts. He cheers for Anthony Davis. And I think... It shows a man who's growing. His attitude Knows was, his place. Attitude was the thing that was the knock against him the whole time. And now that he's changed and shifted to accept that... It's a cool thing. It's been wonderful. It's yep. great to watch. I love it. Ah, oh, what a good basketball section. I love it, I love it, I love it. You wanna talk about some dope people and close out the night? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks, it is time for our third and final segment where we talk about our dope people of the week. Uh, These are people that we think that are dope. People or peoples, one person, multiple peoples. Who's your person? I am picking Chicago native and winner of the 2020 celebrity nba all-star game yes michael wilbon hell yeah who is a reporter for well was a reporter for the washington post for many years and he has been the co-host of the popular espn show uh part of the interruption since 2001 with tony kornheiser so i've known mike for a long time through my television and he's someone i've grown familiar with and i'm happy that he took home the w uh this weekend against Stephen a's celebrity team Stephen a smith's celebrity team they had a fun and the mvp was common hey chicago native himself he's great i like his music too um so mike willie will bond willie will um this guy his career is kind of bananas. Yeah. I will just say, he worked for the Washington Post for many, many years, many moons, and uh, he began in 1980. Mm-hmm. So that is what, 40 years? Yep. Four, yeah, well, I mean, like, and he worked up. till 2010. He worked there full time. Mm-hmm. And so for about 30 years, he worked for the Washington Post. Um, he covered college sports, Major League Baseball, National Football League, National Basketball Association. It was promoted to full-time columnist at, in 1980. He covered summer and winter Olympic Games 
for the post, as well as every Super Bowl since 1987. That is 30 years of football. That's or 32 years. Nearly every Final Four since 1982. <laughs> Each NBA Finals since 1987. Wow. Uh, he was, uh, he reported in Hawaii. He's been doing it since com- we've been alive. Yeah. Yeah, wow. dude. Um, he, during his time at the Post, he was known as the best deadline writer in American newspapers. Oh, wow. You got a deadline? He's going to do it. I got you. What do you need? Oh, you need this by noon? Let me see what I can do. Yeah. Okay, I'll get you at 1130. Bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah. Love he's, it. He's in the, in the money business. So uh, he became known as an ESPN personality, and that's how I came to know him mm-hmm. when he started every Same. Sunday. I would watch the sports reporters with Dick Schapp, mm-hmm. and he was one of them. Wonderful. My family would watch, and then he and Tony Kornheiser got that show called Pardon the Interruption. Yes. A month after 9-11. Wow. Think about what was happening in 2001. Yeah. All the people wearing ribbons, people all the people are, doing ceremonial yeah. like tributes, and they came on the air a month later saying, hey, we're Mike, we're Tony, we're going right. to do a sports show. Right. They have been doing it for almost 20 years now that's amazing it's incredible i love that show um and so uh he has a home in scottsdale arizona as well as uh, i don't know somewhere else i lost it probably LA. it doesn't i feel like that's probably right or, LA or he's, New York. he's yeah. got one in dc because he's from there okay well, he did all his reporting there mm-hmm. um God, man, he has so many accolades. This is just so sad. He grew up on the south side of Chicago. Yes, he did. He's the son of a, a salesman mm-hmm. and a public school teacher. Graduated from St. Ignatius College Preparatory School, you know it? Yes, I do. In 1976. And received his journalism degree from Northwestern University. Little little school in, in Chicago. Heard of it. Heard of it. Um, the Wildcats. Oh, he lives in uh, Bethesda, Maryland. Oh, yeah, the D.C. area. Okay. And he's got a home in Scottsdale, Arizona. Nice. Um, good friends with NBA stars Charles Barkley and wrote a foreword for Charles's book titled, I May Be Wrong, But I Doubt It. Sounds, <laughs> like, sounds like Charles. That sounds um, exactly like Charles. And you know, talk about his wife, Cheryl Wilbon, who's lovely, his child, Matthew Raymond Wilbon, uh, and Kornheiser, Tony Kornheiser, his co-host, often refers to... Uh, his son Matthew affectionately as Lil Bon. Oh, that's actually really cute. Get it? That's I love great. that. Um, yeah, and turn and Lil Bon is known for, amongst other things, throwing out the first pitch on August tenth, two thousand eight, at the Cardinals Cubs game at Wrigley Field, where he bounced the pitch into the home plate. Um, and I that's love it. it. I love it. He also tucked in his jersey. I, I love it. I'm into it. Not a good look. It's not a good look, but I love it. But we love we love him nonetheless. I love That's it. That's my dope person. Awesome. So my dope person, because I've talked about this person several times already today, and I just want to give my props to a good man, a good father, a man that has grown and developed in his time um, as a player as well as a person not a player as a human in the world, mm-hmm. um, Dwayne Wade, um, of, of Chicago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, also of Miami. 
Um, he is a three-time NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, 13-time NBA All-Star, NBA All-Star MVP, two-time NBA First Team, three-time NBA Second Team, three-time NBA Third Team, three-time NBA All-Defense Second Team, NBA Scoring Champ in 2009, NBA All-Rookie First Team 2004. He's, he did good. He good. He's got more hardware than Home Depot. Um... We, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I just, um, I am grateful that there is an example of a, an athlete, a dark skinned black man, a masculine macho man, 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 like a man, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, a man. like stereotypical, like machismo lady cop. Ooh, I don't like how you said that, <laughs> uh, but um, that just is loving his kid for who she is um, and owning up to the fact that he himself had to work on some misconceived notions that he's had and things that he's like, okay, this is going to be difficult for me. This is going to be different for me. Hmm. But you know what's not going to change? Me leading this family well. Me being a good dad. Me wearing uh, this earring. Me we- And you know what? I'm killing it. My fashion game looking good. It's looking good. And apparently some... Rap music is coming out of him too. I got bars. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that is like. Uh, by the way, do you know Dame performed during the All Star Games? I, I told heard. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Saturday, it was cool. Um, but yeah, I just like I just think it's important in this day and age to have um, a role model like that. Um, I look at parents like at like parents of famous like famous parents doing well in the way that they're parenting seemingly so i look i look at the lebron james i look at the Dwayne wade i look at the kobe Bryant. you're just like wow you're you like you like your kid yeah it's one thing to love your kid but you seem like you also like them that's a factor you know like you want to hang out with them and right. like even when they're annoying you want to like you love them so much that you like them that's yep. that's good you know mm-hmm. uh, um so yeah Dwayne wade uh, you are you are a good man for doing something that we just expect parents to do but unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that don't have parents that do that um so i'm grateful for zaya to have you and to have gabby and to have the support system that she has and i'm grateful for the way that he's just showing up um for his family and being a really good example of what love can look like Mm -hmm. in a in a community that often doesn't look at love that way yeah um but you know what good for you i'm happy i'm proud yeah i'm proud that he's a chicagoan yeah so yeah that's my no person cool all right buddy um before we end off we want to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms make sure you do so we'd love to have you there at dabbling dribbling on facebook twitter and instagram and that you are also subscribed to us wherever you listen to your podcasts um anything you want to close out for the end for the good of the order we are not sponsored by Gatorade. Just want to make that very clear. Facts. Big facts. Well, with that, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.